Welcome to AB Testing Podcast, your modern testing podcast. Your hosts, Alan and Brent, will be here to guide you through topics on testing, leadership, agile, and anything else that comes to mind. Now, on with the show. Hey, Brent. Howdy, Alan. We're back. It's been a while. It has. I, I traveled, and then I uh, was so tired from traveling, I forgot to show up to a podcast. And I traveled first, somewhere in there, right? But we're back, and we're glad to be back for um, episode 7. Yes, 7. Episode 1900. Uh, you know, there's a thing in podcast now, it's sort of inspired by all the uh, NPR podcasts. We do podcast in seasons, like season 4 of the AB Testing Podcast, which is way too hard for me, because I don't know... If we were like, had really had our act together, had a theme, on season seven of AB Testing, we'll be talking about UI automation. <laughs> um, it just doesn't work out that way. We, we are, I'm pretty certain season seven, we will be talking about UI automation. We fail to have that level of organization. So we're like a hundred and, you know. 107, yes. It's on the board. I, the board's behind me because Brent is in charge of the show. I Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I went to London. I caught, like, not even a cold. I started coughing. And now I've been coughing this, like, this cough since forever. I'm ready for it to be gone. So, like, How long ago were you? You've been out of London. Like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pain. Uh, I'm going to San Francisco next week for work. Uh, back for a month. Going to Montreal. Montreal for a couple days in October, November, uh, this is all leading somewhere, I am doing my one and only conference speaking appearance of 2019. If you want to come here, we talk about something related to modern testing. I haven't done my slides yet, and I don't quite remember my abstract. Uh, I'll be in Malmo, Sweden, uh, for Oradev in November. What is Oradev? It's a conference, software conference. Is that a DevOps type of conference? It's more of a dev. There's a testing track that they, they're going to regret putting me on. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we'll just say you that. wanted to get into the dev conferences, so I think that's the right way to, maybe, to sort of maybe. And I said, no, fly in. A, one of the first conferences that said no to last year, one of my hiatus, so I promised them I'd come back the following year, so I'm doing it. Fun, and I will uh, do my Allen thing and see if they like it. In, in I'm sure they will. All right. Did you have? If uh, you stock it with uh, uh, MOT folks and uh, like, there's a large number of people in uh, Europe that are fans. Yep, we got some MOTers in Europe, Ministry of Test fans. Oh, speaking of which, and then I'll shut up. You can get on with the show or whatever you want to talk about. Okay. Uh, I am putting the finishing touches. I've done all the main recordings and the first round of edits for the minutes of the Ministry of Testing, the modern testing course on that will be available only to club members on Ministry of Testing in their club, the dojo. Those are different things. They yell at me all the time about confusing Ministry of Testing, the dojo, and the club, and I'm sorry because I'm never going to get them right, but I managed to edit in the proper names for the recordings of the, uh, the course, so, yeah. 
Okay. A couple of days ago, you and I received the tweet. So there's two gentlemen, uh, Aaron Hodder and Luke Liu, who sat down uh, and... Are you sure they were sitting? I am not sure. Okay, just that, 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 that may, in fact, be... Sickler for details being correct. Go on. That, in fact, may be an exaggeration. But in, in my imagining, they were sitting. But they worked together. That is a true fact. And they sat and stared at three sets of principles and came up with their own. And on Twitter, they asked uh, a whole bunch of people uh, if it, we could provide some feedback. They generated, uh, so the title of the blog is Software Testing Principles. It's on Alan, or Aaron, sorry, Hodder's uh, blog. Um, but in the section down below, uh, they refer to it as Aaron and Luke's software beliefs. And what they did is they took the ISTQB principles, the CDT principles, and the MTP. I think Aaron titled it Software Testing Principles because he collected three sets of software testing principles. And then they, uh, in their own words, synth or synthesized them. Added and added their own beliefs and experiences and came up with a set of beliefs, okay, where they're referencing, where possible, they're referencing principles from the other three sets. They asked for our feedback. One set of principles to rule them all. I don't think it's a set of principles. It's their set of beliefs. Okay. They asked for our feedback and... What a better forum for feedback than a podcast that goes to three people. Absolutely. And not only that, because we care deeply about the quality culture of our team and we coach, lead, and nurture the team towards a more mature quality culture. That sounds like principle number four of the modern It's principle. almost exactly verbatim. I thought, you know what? Let's do that and let's uh, knock off a, uh, an episode as well. How about that? Two for how one. About, how about that? So... <laughs> Do, what do you want to do? Do you want to look at their, just go through their principles? I'll go through their principles. They have. Can we do one by one? Or let's do one by one. All right, good. Uh, if we can. Yeah. We'll probably have to go quick. They have 12 beliefs, and they're not, they're not principles, they're beliefs. Okay. Okay. And I guess. Number uh, one. All right. Number one is testing is information gathering and reporting. Thoughts? Have you read these yet? Yes, I've read them. I've read them a couple times. Okay. Uh, thoughts. I don't. Um, I, I know this comes from. I think the context-driven testing. Principle. They do not reference any principle. Well, on I thought point. I read one which they referenced. So. Yep. Uh, I have to think about the reporting half of that. Of course, testing is, is you're gathering information. You're in order to mitigate risk and understand more about the product. Uh, but I haven't I haven't thought about, I'm not totally against it, but I haven't thought about how or why reporting, I guess that could be part of it. I think their that, principle... That's the only part that sticks out to me. But other than that, I don't have really a problem with it. So I do. Um, 
information gathering and reporting, they're important for a large number of things. I was going to say that's a very general thing. Reading a book is information gathering and reporting. Right. I just did a quick uh, search on Google, and I think this is closer, right? There's a couple of definitions here of testing. First off, I think the thing I think that they're calling out is testing is an activity, and certainly information gathering and reporting is, is a key output. But uh, like, here's an example definition. Testing is the process of evaluating a system or its components with the intent to find whether it satisfies the specified requirements or not. I think we've all heard that one. We can bust right. into that one a little bit. Too. Or testing is executing a system in order to identify any gaps, errors, or missing requirements. So I don't... It tells me where they're coming from, which I think is a fine set of beliefs. But from a modern testing, I actually think that set of beliefs is... What, what if we rephrased it? Instead of testing is information gathering and reporting. What if we said we perform the testing activity in order to gather information and, and report on it? That's better. I think it, and it turns more into a principle. It, that, I, I think that's better. Testing, yeah. Anyway, I think that's enough on okay. that, so, yeah, that one. Okay. Not triggered. Sort of like, I, I, I get where they're coming from. I get where they're coming from. The only issue, again, from, um, from a belief system, the only issue I have is, is I do think um, people who view information uh, gathering and reporting as the actual goal of testing that's kind of one of the reasons why we built MT, in my humble yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I agree. Because I think that point of view and, is actually going to harm. And, and even my statement that says we do testing in order to do X and Y, uh, X and Y are two of the 26 other things you do as part of, that you can do as part of testing. Our principle number one is business value is critical, and that's actually why you do testing. Yeah, and the thing I like about, of course, I'm, yeah. I hurt my arm patting myself on the back about the modern testing principles is I joke about they're not being about testing and not being all that modern. But the, you, do, you perform the testing activity in many cases to help uh, promote those principles. Anyway. Yep. Uh, all right, next one. Yes, please. Test coverage is always relative to some model. And then they refer to ISTQB principle number two, I have to think which about is exhaustive testing is not possible. The nice thing about the ISTQB principle is not a single, like they're, the longest one has, looks like nine words. <laughs> sure. So their, their belief is test coverage is always relative to some model. So that's a true statement. Uh, it's also not that profound or interesting to me. Now, the interesting part of that statement would be model. So if it's relative to some, some model, how do you select that model that's going to be the thing you compare against? 
Right. You could abstract this to a larger form of testing and say testing, uh, it says test coverage is related to some model. Mm -hmm. Testing is related to some model. Sure. Sure. All right. So, but I know where, I, again, I know where they're coming from because there is a lot of emphasis, you know, from the traditional world on coverage, not just code coverage, but feature coverage, requirement coverage, other kinds of coverage. It's important to a lot of pointy haired bean counters. So uh, it isn't, I, I see why they're calling that out because test coverage by itself is uh, dumb, but, <laughs> it, but in the context of a model where you can communicate, use it to communicate risk or or progress or something, then it becomes more valuable. And, and I think the point that they're trying to state is the relativity, right? You, you are, there is always more testing that can be done. No matter how far you've gotten, there's always more that can be done, right? Um, so you, you can never claim completeness. May, may I tangenticize briefly just on a conversation I had yesterday? And I have to abstract this out because I pushed back on my boss and, and he didn't get what I was saying. But okay. I, I'm, I'm big on models. So there's um, – we're having a uh, – I'm not going to say heated – a passionate discussion about some a model um, – one model we're building. And someone brought up a model that I had suggested a while back, which I just got from the internet. And – and they said, what about a model like this? And my manager said, I agree with what's in that model, but we won't use that model. And then my, again, my semantic assholism, uh, I said, if we do what's in the model, just because we refuse to acknowledge we're using that model doesn't mean we're not using the model. You follow me? Probably not. I do. The model is more than the drawing on paper or the diagram or the words. It, the so model is the is the framework. And if even if you're not following the framework directly, if you're doing the things in the framework, you're sort of following the model anyway. It would like be saying, um, "No, we don't do Scrum. Scrum's stupid." But then everything that you actually yeah, do but you is don't, just because you don't call it scrum doesn't mean you're not following the scrum model right and 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 by putting your foot in the stand saying no we're not doing that we're not following that model but doing it anyway is a little weird but anyway not not uh not a point to lose my job over or anything but um but anyway now you have a little bit of insight in the way i work and i will never be employed again so uh going on how about the next one okay Thank you for riding along on our tangent. We're down to two listeners. Yeah, and now I'm thinking about vanilla ice, right? And, and uh... Don't think about <laughs> vanilla ice. <laughs> no, he added another, another beat. It has nothing to do with the, the Bowie uh, queen. Or, hey. Yeah, anyway. What we test and how much we test should be based on models of risk. Now, this one's interesting because they refer to... MT number seven. Huh? What we test, how much we test, should be based on models of risk. And just for our listeners who may be joining soon, that's Alan and I's principle. 
And it is, we expand the testing abilities and know-how across the team, understanding that this may reduce or eliminate the need for a dedicated testing specialist. Now, I, I can tie a connection there, but I have to I go through. I fail to see the connection. I have to go through a very convoluted process to get there. So let's not, let's not worry about that. We can disagree that it uh, that we don't. We can agree we don't see the connection. Maybe they intended to refer to number five. So we don't talk about which which modern testing principle, if any do you think talks about risk-based testing or a risk-based approach to software development? Uh, Quality culture? I would... if it, I would do number one and five for that. Oh, actually... Yeah, I would do one. Equality culture... No, it's one. It's definitely one. It's improving the business. Well, yeah, again, one in five is where I'm going to go with on that one. So, but, we, so we agree. Yeah. But we test and how much we test should be based on models of risk. Yeah, that I don't disagree with. Now, here what I think the, where they may go to number seven is number one, what we test and how much we test, right? Because a lot of people interpret number seven wrongly. Yes. As the second sentence, not the first. Yeah, and I, uh, I think, and we'll wait and see when it comes out and what the what the uh, observations are. I think I did a really. I'm going to pat myself on the back again, of all of the things that I walk through, and I I hope people get through the whole uh, modern testing course on ministry of testing because I get better at explaining them as I go along. Yeah. But I think I did a really nice job explaining. Uh, how principle seven works and put some exercises in that got people thinking about what it would, how, how that looks in execution. So uh, again, get your club membership before that course, cause that's going to be hot, hot, hot. I'd like to see that before uh, it releases. Yeah. You're not changing anything. It's perfect. I'm sure it is, but I'd like to see it before it oh, releases. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, have in your terms people of- talk to my people. Every time we've re-explained, like the the blog post that I did on modern testing principles, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that I felt was the clearest I've ever explained it. Right? It it is around I to should, me number seven, and is around. I should have read that. Do the right thing, even though it's scary. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. true as well. Going on. All right, number four. So, again, for number three, what we test and how much we test, um, I don't think there's yep. a lot of disagreement oh, there. None. Except for we None. don't get why it's empty seven. Correct. Entirely. Uh, number four, it is often better to perform a variety of tests than repeat tests. True. Often? Al- nearly always? And they're referred I'm not, I'm to ISTQB number five. Breadth. Breadth over depth in all. In- most cases. Beware the pesticide paradox. Oh, Borthweiser. True. And the, and the difference is, now we talk about No, comparing... I, I think it's true. What I... Isn't that a... Is that an insight or is that a tautology? It's, That's what I'm trying to judge in my head. 
It's neither. It's it's a principle about the testing activity. Uh, the reason it's sitting wrong with you is because our principles and, and our beliefs do not focus on the testing activity. They focus on delivering quality software. The testing activity falls out of that if you're doing it right. Uh, so, so I'm going to wholly agree with it because one of the things that drives me nuts, and this is not a modern testing principle, but certainly uh, influence a great deal of my part, is that I cannot stand the test zombies. My job is to run the same suite over and yeah, over and yeah, over yeah. and over and over and over and over and over. And also, yeah. let me... Uh, I'm going to chuck someone under the bus here, but I'll do it vaguely so you want to know who I'm talking about. I had a... I'll just say I was talking to some people recently, <laughs> and we were talking about doing a deeper bre- or broader set of tests, uh, do broader types of testing. And they made a statement roughly equivalent to, well, we already do all the testing. We, there's no more testing to do. I, th- I think another way I may phrase this principle from Aaron and uh, who do you run him with? I'm sorry. Luke. I forgot. Aaron and Luke is uh, always, there's always, there's always more testing to do and it's not the same testing you did before. Uh, meaning, uh, always strive for different ways to test things and, and, and get that broader sense of or that broader approach or scope to your testing. Uh, that's that's my takeaway from that. I think there's always there's always testing you haven't thought of yet. Well, it says it's often better. And so when I think of better, like to me, when it comes to testing, I always judge better by the business value. Right. Hey, I can, I can spend a week doing an exhaustive performance test, or we can ship this thing and start making money on it tomorrow. Right. <laughs> right. And or if, if, or we can ship this thing and make our customers super happy and 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 love us tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Business value doesn't have to be about money. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. Be- um. It is generally about money or growth, though. Uh, the one thing people people will go, it's not all about money, man. And I'm like, look, a business's job is to serve its customers, and a business needs money to continue to do that. Yes. Okay. So while uh, it, it could be in a lot of times people will do money's the root of all evil, blah, blah, blah. No, money, it is how it is used that defines if it's evil or good sure and i'd like yeah. to know how many of our listeners uh and maybe one of the three does this but uh if you do your testing activities for free i mean the company has to make money to pay you but but i want to make the point is the point is, it isn't always a direct line between improving the business between uh making money like customers giving me cash it could be that customers love you so because you're adapt to their needs so that investors love the company and then uh, put money into the company that way. But anyway, yep. uh, again, another tangent. Uh, are we back on track? How many we do we are. have to go? We're, we're on number five now. Okay, cool. Out of 12. We'll get there. Hold on tight. No, we got plenty of time. We can't ever be certain that there are no problems. Okay. Yep. True. Yeah, uh, 
Amor's Order uh, of Ignorance. Um, yeah, we don't yeah. know. We don't know. Right. His name is his name is just Armor. I like him more. Philip Armor. Okay, fine. If he if he if he's one of our three lists, a product can meet all its stated requirements and still be useless. True. A product can fail to meet all of its stated requirements and still be useful. True. True. And to me, that is the difference between quality and testing. Um, it's also principle number one. If you focus just on making sure the requirements are met, but it doesn't improve the business value, uh, you have failed. Right. You have not improved the business. No, I mean, I, if we go back to the definition I read earlier, where testing is essentially the the activity to validate the stated requirements as well as look for gaps in the requirements, right? Then the act of testing, as as Whitaker said so long ago, all that testing is getting in the way of quality. Oh, now you pissed more people off. We're down, <laughs> down to no listeners. Uh, we'll get them back. Um, seven. Oh, and by the way, the references for that was CDT5 and MT5. Testing can happen at any stage of any software development lifecycle, and it is usually better to begin testing early rather than later, ISTQB number three. I, I would even get rid of the word can. Testing must happen, or testing happens at all stages of software development. Yes, I, completely agree with that. How do you feel about the second sentence? It is usually better to begin testing early rather than later. Usually, sure. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that to me is... There's some weasel words in here that make it a little easy. I mean, difficult to disagree with. I am going to say... Um, I can add certain weaselly words. But I'm not certain I agree with that. Do you think uh, is, is it because you I think, think there's certain is- tests? I I, in, I think there's a lot of tests that must be done in an early and preventative manner. I agree. I think a large number of tests can be done post ship. I agree there as well. And I think it's, it's the word we- it's the word usually that I can't that makes it inarguable. Um. Yeah. See, that's. That's the one I want to argue with. Um, principle, and I would have cite I would cite principle number six. Yeah, right. Uh, as as no. Uh, well, if we talk about testing, right? MT is not about testing; it's about quality. Um, all right, next one. Shorter periods of testing that happen more often are better than longer periods of testing that happen less often. No disagreement there. They did not cite a principle, but I would have cited modern testing principle uh, number two or number three. Are, are they sort of saying that in a sort of a roundabout way that testing continuously is better than testing at the end? Yes. Okay. Right. I, would, I, I would have said it that way. Right. And so I think we have a modern testing principle that covers that or at least two of them. Right. What this is basically saying, doing things continuously 
getting continuous feedback is more valuable. Alan has just given me a thumbs up as he was gently chugging his coffee. coffee. I was chugging coffee. There are no best practices, only good practices in context. CDT number two. As someone who just made some semantic arguments earlier in the episode, now I'm having a hard time semantically arguing this. This has been uh, number one from the CDT world forever is that best practice is a horrible term because there is no very best. There's only They're dependent on context. Uh, I totally agree with that. So I'm a little tainted because of, of the of the uh, massive amount of emphasis on getting rid of the phrase best practices. I have from it's a model. Anyway, I get it. Yes. True practices. All practices are good in context. Calling something best is just something someone invented a while back and stuck and now pisses people off. But I, I get both sides. My That's version, my, answer. my version of this statement, and I do agree with it is that there is no such thing as the best way to do anything. Once we have established a best way, it's just a matter of time before a new best way pops up. You are absolutely right. But there is such a thing as the best thing to do right now with the currently known information, which is another way of saying practice or context. Let me, let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh, is I'm trying to think of a good example here. Is you are using tools to compile your code a best practice, or should you compile it by hand with an assembler? With an assembler, sure. Uh, so the best, the best current, <laughs> the best current practice that you use a a compiler to compile your code. Who the hell would be compiling with an assembler? Um, uh, all right. Anyway, I, yeah, that, that yeah. was a horrible example, which may get edited out, or I'll see how drunk I am when I edit this. But uh, try, but you're well. No, so so uh, I have a con. Uh, I mean that without the assembler bit, that's a problem I have in my team right now. So we're we're producing a bunch of awesome uh, models. Initially, it did not make sense to build up a CDCI pipeline to produce the models. Right. Turns out, well, we did some search. It's not exhaustive. Um, we don't see much around how to do uh, pipelines for producing uh, Python models. Uh, if anyone, if anyone's a listener and they know of one, please tweet me that tool. Pi pipeline. Um, I just made that up. Don't, don't write it down. No. The, <laughs> it if. If it exists, it might be called Pi Pipeline. Uh, uh, the, the the Python community likes putting PY in front of everything, or just Pipeline, but spelled P Y P E L I N E. You know what? If that one doesn't exist, <laughs> I will build that one. I'm, I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, um, three things difficult in computer software: uh, naming things and off by one errors. Yeah, go on. <laughs> but. Um, it's expensive to put together the pipeline. It only makes sense if we know that we have enough of a value proposition to continue to do this 
uh, and continue to provide updates to our models, which we have gotten past. But initially, there's no way. Yeah, because if, if someone said the best practice, you have to have a, a CI/CD pipeline, and you would, but you don't have a system that needs that yet, it'd be stupid to do it. And it is a best practice. It's in Accelerate. <laughs> um, Our favorite right. book on the AB it is podcast, Accelerate, by Nicole Forsgren, Jez Humble. You just and called I, it a Accelerate. 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 Think... <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Which is what it is. It absolutely is. Accelerate <laughs> is Accelerate. Okay. It's a hella great. Um, Come on, man. You're stalling. Let's go on. Uh, did I already <laughs> do 10? No, I don't think we did oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we, we just did nine. Did we? I thought we just did seven. Nine. There are no practices. Okay. That, okay. Did we skip it? Number any? 10. Eight. No, we didn't skip eight. Okay, good. All right, let's go. 10. Change happens, and that's a good thing. Therefore, our practices should be as responsible as possible. Here they refer to MT number two. Could you read MT2 for the, for the readers? Yes. For the listeners? Are those reading the transcript that doesn't exist? MT2, we accelerate the team and use models like lean thinking and theory of constraints to identify, prioritize, and mitigate bottlenecks from the system. Which, I guess, yeah, that does align. It's about being adaptive, which we fully agree with. Mo- not yep. modernizing principle number two, uh, Aaron and Luke principle number 10. We should, we should change as needed in order to support the business. Yeah. I guess the only feedback I would say is sort of I would I would tweak their language. Like change happens and that's a good thing. Still has an element of of being punitive. I think I think what they're getting at is the thing we've talked about. I can't remember For if it was sure. on air or off air. People are resistant to change. People are afraid of change. Uh, that oh, that we talked about on air. It's about principle number seven. If change happens, it's a good thing. Figure out why it's happening and how you write along. Oh, wait, you can be the butterfly or you can be the wind. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think of it as the discussions we've had around software development uh, models, prescriptive, iterative, or adaptive. I would say it a bit stronger in saying adaptive development models are known today to be not only more successful, but significantly so. Quit fearing it. Uh, it, it. It boosts everything good. All right, anyway. Yep. Number 11, testing is a, testing is a performance, not a procedure, and it certainly not an artifact. So I think it was Chris McMahon who was the first person I heard call testing a performance. No, he called no, – and actually I, Chris is going to yell at me now because uh, it was – he said – this is interesting because he gave a talk on this. That was really good. He said a agile team making software is a performance. And Chris, being a very good musician, made some really good parallels to uh, a performance because you're adapting on stage to each other and uh, delivering software. But I haven't heard testing is a performance before by itself. So is that based on somebody's principle? Yeah. Where does that come from? Uh, it sounds, CDT sounds 6 CDT-ish. and 7. And CDT 6 and 7 
Good software testing is a challenging intellectual process. True. True. So is good software development. Actually, any knowledge work is a challenging intellectual process. It should be. Yep. If it isn't, you're doing it wrong. Yes. Uh, See prior comment around test zombies. Uh, Only in number seven is only through judgment and skill, exercise cooperatively throughout the entire project. Are we able to do the right things at the right time to effectively test our products? So I would re- I rephrase this one a little bit in the Chris McMahon frame, and I would say delivering quality software is a performance, and with the parallel being it is a team and not an individual effort to do so. Yeah, so when it says testing is a performance, I don't have the, the music theory background uh, that you do, so I was thinking of this as um, not the way you interpreted it. I, I was like, oh, this is grammatical error and they're talking about performance testing but still weird maybe i'm talking no i don't have a clue what the hell they're saying here um that's almost literally how it happened it is certainly not a procedure it's certainly not an artifact but you they don't reference mt7 here right because the closest thing to sort of testing is a whole team problem in mt is number seven Okay. And if, if that's how you interpret it, I agree. I don't understand what they're saying here. And then their last principle. I value healthy teams of people building useful products for people consistent with my ethical beliefs in a way that minimizes waste. My focus is on reporting threats to that value and the values of my stakeholders. And they refer to MT number one. Mm. And their last sentence, mm. their last sentence, <sighs> their last sentence came across to me as the opposite, or or at least in conflict with our first principle. Uh, the way when you and I were wordsmithing principle number one. I was thinking around how do I get people to stop thinking of testing as reporting activity? Yes. And here is an example of someone who's actually using MT1 to to justify it. Um, Now, could you read that second sentence again? My focus is. It triggered me a little bit. My focus is on reporting threats to that value. And the values of my stakeholders. So reporting. But this is the first one where I see testing referred to as a community of people, not a practice or an activity. Right. My focus. I. Yeah. It, it, my focus is on reporting threats. Right. And, I, um, my focus. And. And. Uh, and the reason it triggered me is the focus is on improving the business. One thing you may do as part of improving the business is highlighting threats for the team. Highlighting, I wouldn't call it threats, highlighting risk. Uh, we shine the spotlight as needed in order to improve the business. Uh, the focus here is 
I think opposite is too strong. It, to me, it conflicts, uh, I would say, strongly with our, the, our intention of our first principle. Uh, for sure. The way... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk and read at the same time. I probably should not do that. Just so that everyone is aware, uh, if you're a new listener... I do think if you're in a test role, I do think you improve your career by moving more to a position of defining the actions based off of uh, the decisions that your information is informing. Meaning, a lot of testers go, our job is to just inform the decision makers. And I'm yes, saying, that, why aren't you the decision maker? That's even, well, years before we thought yep. of formalizing at least modern testing, mm-hmm. I've heard that statement and it's, again, triggered me. It's like, that's ridiculous. It's, it's very passive. Uh, yeah. This, is, this came out of the context-driven testing book is the role of testing is to provide information, period. Um, I, I'm probably paraphrasing and someone can come yell at me. And I thought that's a very passive approach. I think our role is like get that information and then go make something happen with it. And that's what I've always done and probably uh, why I'm still employed and and paid too much uh, is because it isn't just about providing information. It's about figuring out what's the best way. Sorry, can I see? Can I use best? I'll use best there. Uh, By using principle number two, what's the best known way to mitigate that risk bottleneck or that risk uh, and often do it myself or make sure it gets done. Part of principle number seven is bringing that leadership aspect and attribute out of whoever is driving modern testing principles on the team. And, and I want to pause for a second because some of these I've, I've pushed back on a lot and, and said I'm wrong and I don't like it that way. Uh, I do want to commend uh, Aaron and Luke for their their work on this and, and looking at one of the things I love about testers is we like to look at systems and systems of systems. And they took these three sets of principles that exist in the internet and and figured out what they meant to them as individuals and their work and made a nice summary of things that, that they believe in that drive the way they work. And that's a hard thing to do. And Overall, it's it's not like it doesn't make my blood boil or or tr- or make me think. Oh, these are stupid. You should use modern testing principles instead. I don't feel <laughs> that way at all. I think they. No, that would be dumb too. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I encourage all of our listeners to go read these and form your own opinions. But they asked for ours, and uh, and if if either one are listening and joining, if we have five listeners this month, uh, please take this uh, this any critique we've given as just our opinions and their opinions about the principles and and our practices and and what we believe uh, and what we feel drives us, what our principles are. And if there's conflict is good. If they're not, I mean, you would, I think a lot worse feedback for us or anyone to give is, yeah, these look good. Keep on doing what you do. LGTM. Yeah. (laughs) I, I hate LGTM. Now the, and, and likewise, um, Alan and I on, on MT, 
like we're not married to it. When something better comes along, we'll we'll be the first to drop kick it. We have yeah. We haven't found something that that resonates as well um, yet, but it's just a matter of time. Uh, I firmly believe that it is it it is a best practice now, but it will not be the best practice in the future. Like we said, they're not particularly modern. We just we just grasped the things that were already there. These aren't forward looking. Uh, we just no. took some things that we saw that were working and tried to formalize them into some principles. And again, I said this on the podcast before, but when I first started talking about modern testing principles in public, I got so many comments to the flavor of thank you for putting a label on something I'm already doing. So we're not like inventing some North star people are migrating towards. No, it's like, Oh, yeah, this describes what we do. Cool, thanks. You know what the single most important thing that we're doing is? Um, breathing. We're forcing the conversation. Yes, we are forcing a conversation. And and Aaron and Luke, they've they they've joined the conversation. Yes, they have. Welcome to our conversation. And I I think it's fantastic. Uh, I hope that their conversation inspires other yeah, conversations. and we have seen, we haven't talked about it directly on the podcast, but there are people speaking out sort of passive-aggressively against modern testing principles in a few cases, and I like that too. Welcome to the conversation. It makes us think. It makes others think. Uh, I, I am thrilled when anyone even mentions them. So there have been a few conference talks not by us on modern testing, which is great. Uh, they come up in blog posts, uh, other forums online, which I think is great. So Let's keep the conversation going. We're, we're not here to say, follow our principles or you're wrong. That's not who we are or why we believe in them. We believe in our context, what we've, what, everything we've done over the last couple of years, these principles guide our decisions the way we work. I, I want to actually say it even stronger. Go for it. Don't follow any set of principles. Use them Think on them, be critical, come up with your own, and act in that direction until you find a better set of principles to guide you, your career, whatever I'll, you define I'll success. I'll say it even stronger. Ooh. <laughs> Blind faith in anything will wreck you. I can't go stronger. Sorry. All right. I win. Yeah. <laughs> Internet points are showering down on me. I, there's, can you see like the uh, the things floating down? No. Okay, Brent. If Brent, can I'm see closing them, my eyes. I'll no, be like a listener. Then nobody else yeah. can see them. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So thanks. Uh, thank you very much, Aaron and Luke, for giving us that uh, conversation topic for the podcast. Hope it was helpful, not just to you if you're listening, but to any other listeners as well. Uh, anything else do you want to talk about before we close today, Brent? No, we're over time. You don't have to tell them that. They don't know. Because when I edit this 50 minutes down, it's going to be like 12 minutes. <laughs> all the, the tangents and bullshit. Hey, it's good to be back. It is, it is, it is, it is. All right. Hopefully uh, we'll be back again for 108 in two weeks. That is the plan. All it, right. Yeah. I'm Alan. I'm Brent. And we'll see you next time.